Hello, everybody. This is Martin John, and we're here to talk about the Tao Te Ching. The Tao Te Ching is a ancient text. Uh, I guess it's an ancient text um, that really kind of talks about how to live in accordance with the natural universe. Um, it's interesting how I am becoming less and less interested in talking about Tao. It's an interesting sort of, you know, because I mean, I know that I was talking with um, Dr. Rao for a long time. And Dr. Rao talked to me a lot about this idea of like, you know, you don't talk about it, you know, and don't go, don't go dipping out of your connection with Tao. And, and when he mentioned that, I was always like, you know, I'm still talking about it. I know one day I won't. Um, but it was okay for me to be doing it at that time. And now, even though I'm not, not talking about it yet, I do see that time coming. There is more and more of me is kind of stepping away from wanting to, I don't know. It's, it's like, I'm, I've never been up here to teach anything. I've never been up here to tell anybody anything. It was always just to present you know, and, and I still want to do that. And I think maybe as I do it, um, and as I engage in presenting the Tao Te Ching, I think it's, it's changing. I think it's, I think I'm stepping away from it as, uh, as being attached to it as much as I used to. Like this is Thursday and I think this is the first Tao I'm doing all week. Um, and so it's interesting how, how my natural course, how in my natural course things are uh, ruminating or things are being expressed. You know, I mean, it's interesting when I, when I think about back when I was talking to Dr. Rao, Dr. Rao was always trying to direct me in a direction, but there was never going to be um, you know, I trusted myself, not Dr. Rao, as Dr. Rao should trust himself and not me. Um, and you should trust yourself and not us or anybody else. Um, and, and I knew that when the time came, I would, I would close certain ways of doing things to other ways of doing things. I don't know what that's going to be. And I never, never predict how I'm going to be acting towards a certain thing. Marcy, it's great to have you. Thank you so much for all the love. I love you. Um, it's so great to be able to uh, be me and grow and, and learn and, and do all that I do. Um, but just like really surrendering to who I am right now. And not being like, I want to be more like Dr. Rao, or I want to listen to Dr. Rao, or I want to have a leader, or I want to have a guide, or I want to, like, none of that. I don't want, I don't, and, you know, like, and I don't want to be anybody's guide, and I don't want to be anybody's, like, beacon. I just want to be here doing my thing, you know, like, I, I posted something on Reddit all about the idea that, you know, there's this, I have, I've been having this idea and I'm going to talk about this and then I'll pick a number and then we'll see if it's related. I'm talking about this idea of the question, is it going to be on the test? Right? Like if we ask the question, is it going to be on the test? Then we will focus more energy on knowing that bit of information. Then we will focus on all of the other information that we suspect is not going to be on the test.
But if we focus on the whole, maybe we won't get all the questions right because maybe we didn't focus on this one aspect. But we will have focused on the aspects that we are attracted to focusing on. This is you know, one of the reasons that I probably didn't do well in school. And it has been said that I don't test well because I can give a damn about the test. It's about what I'm interested in. What am I interested in? And that's the big question. So I'm going to scroll through here and I'm going to pick the one that I stop at. Inspired action, number 37. And this is very, <laughs> this is very apropos of what I'm talking about. Tao never does anything, yet inspires everything to do. When beings maintain the action of the Tao, they spontaneously transform from within. When the transformation acquires a name or an identity, external forces inspire actions from desire. Actions without identity are free from external goals. Without desire, honoring stillness, all things are at peace. Let's look at this from the perspective that I was talking about earlier, studying for the test or asking, is it going to be on the test? And what that means in the larger context. You know, there, this is a metaphorical, I want, I want you to, I want, I want to address this from metaphorical stance, right? So is it going to be on the test is a broad metaphorical question. We will write our resumes as we believe we are going to be judged by those who read the resumes. So that is conditional to us understanding what is going to, quote unquote, metaphorically be on the test. And when we present, what we believe is going to be on the test, then we're not being ourselves and we're not, and, and we're trying to manipulate and persuade others. So here we start in number 37 with inspired action. Tao never does anything, yet inspires everything to do. When beings maintain the action of Tao, when beings maintain the action that Tao takes, which is not doing anything, but inspiring things to occur around you and in your periphery, they spontaneously transform from within. You just grow. When you trust yourself, when you stop trying to manipulate or convince others of your value, your value rises to the top. Sure, in the process of doing that, you may get um, criticized, you may get ridiculed, you may get bad grades, you may fail at school, you may do all of these things, but that doesn't mean you have less value. Sure, in our society, those things have to be managed in one way or another. Um, but what we're saying here, you don't do anything. Like, if you were to ask the question, is it going to be on the test? 
so that you can pass the test. That doesn't necessarily mean you aren't going to study that which you are intrinsically interested in. But if you're going to pass the test, why do more? Like, I'm not saying that everybody isn't going to do more. Many people don't. Many people are just like, well, the goal is to pass the test. So tell me about the test. But that's not the goal. That has become the goal since we have leaned on grading. And grading is only 200 years old. So it's fairly young. And we can address that. But the idea is like when you're going after a test score, when you're going after a grade, you're doing something versus just allowing yourself to be acted through, right? And you're just kind of like inspiring those things. Like what are you inspired to look at? What are you inspired to study? When that transformation, so when beings maintain action of Tao and they are just aligned, they, sp they spontaneously transform from within. Now, if you spontaneously transform from within and you do really well on a test and you get all of this praise for doing well on the test, well, then what happens is external forces, all of that praise, inspires actions from the desire. Now, so... At one moment, you were intrinsically interested in something. You got a lot of praise for doing well on the test. Now you want to know what questions are going to be on the test. As you then continue to expand your knowledge, you want to hone so that you can continue to do well on the test. Why do you want to do well on the test? Because you got praised for doing well on the test in the past. You didn't get praised for your intrinsic interest in the topic. You didn't get praised for studying things that weren't going to be on the test. You got praised for having done well on the test. So you want to do well on the next test. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, if you limit your intrinsic interest to having an identity of doing well on a test, and your actions support doing well on the test, not your intrinsic interest, you are closing yourself off to who you are. And now these external forces are inspiring you to take action. That action being to actually close off um, rather than open up. Now it moves on to say actions without identity, actions without a goal, actions without any external influence are free from external goals, right? Actions with no identity are free from, you don't have an external goal. You simply are as you are, and there's no external goal to achieve. You are just being you. There's no reason, and you just do it. Without desire, honoring stillness, all things are at peace. You don't, you don't want to do good on the test. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. So what? It's about really knowing, not convincing people that you are. That's manipulation. And I think most of our education that we look at is about convince your teacher you know, rather than actually knowing. Maybe not, but it seems to me that that is often the case, especially when we have that question, is it going to be on the test? Julie's going to join me. Hey, Julie, how are you? I'm all right. I want to know if it's on the test. 
<laughs> oh man, everybody does. I wrote a piece on Reddit the other day just to, you know, just because it's it's been rolling around in my head so much. I'm like, I want to write something, but I just want to, I just want to write it and put this it out a, there and 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 leave it alone. Like, I don't. This need is a really to... good one because you know, as you're reading it, I'm thinking, God, that's me. I always want to know what's on the test, and there's a reason for that. The reason that I want to know what's on the test is so that no one will gauge my ignorance if I answer the questions on the test right. Right. It's about manipulating the people around you to believe yeah, that, that the, the I believe know my that shit. you you know, yeah, <laughs> that you're not thick. And the thing is, is we think people are thick because they don't know specific things that we do. I I even, you know, like it's it's a shameful, but I sometimes judge people because they don't know things, but I'm almost 50. So it's like, I've been around and I know certain bits of information that one had to know and in a, in a different time, but people don't have to know that anymore. You know, like, and, and I know certain, because I ferment food and I make my own, my own, you know, I know things about how, you know, chemically, I know things about how carbonation is created in, a pop or a soda, you know, like I know how that happens because of the experiences that I have exposed myself to. And that becomes part of common knowledge for me. Yeah. And on, on that note of, um, passing a test, I have found in my experience that when you kind of focus in a particular area and you have an interest in a particular area and you pass the test and you still keep that focus it doesn't necessarily go across the board that you know everything about everything right i've come across people who are so academically bright but when it came to what i would call in finger quotes common sense there was none right because they don't know this is my so when i was sorry when I was just but, but before 2014, before I got diagnosed with MS, mm. I knew many different areas of Chicago. I knew, I knew the whole city in different ways. But if you were to ask me, how do you get from this neighborhood to this neighborhood? I wouldn't necessarily know how to put it together. Yeah. Because I know them individually. I know River North and I know downtown. How they relate to each other in space, I didn't necessarily know because I went to those two different areas for different reasons. Yeah. So there was no connective tissue in my mind that put it together. Then when I got diagnosed with MS, I had, to, I had a big debt because I was doing this, this documentary that I borrowed all this money for and da, 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 and I had to pay it back and I was delivering food. Yeah. Now. Uh, now it's kind of important, isn't it, that you know your way around. <laughs> right. And so within, within just, you know, a, a, a week or two, all of these things started coming together. Because I took all of the knowledge I had, and then literally there were areas that I had no idea how they connected, but it was just a left-hand turn on one street. And it was like, oh, there it is. And then all of a sudden, all of this information started connecting Yeah. because I had an experience 
that I was intrinsically interested in knowing that connected it all together. Yeah. And I think that that oftentimes when people are in school, it's all academic, 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 but they've never been on the road actually driving the, the, the map. And yeah, so they I don't agree. know how they connect. Absolutely. I'd agree with that because, you know, the amount of uh, people I've spoken to, um, including myself with education, is, you know, what you learn at school, you come out of school and you wonder why on earth you learned that. Right. So where's the synapses? We're talking about, you know, being fed in an electrical current, say. Mm -hmm. And you need to create the synapses between the two things, between learning and, and utilising you know, and then, and then when you do the, you do that, I, I sort of touched on that a little bit this morning. Um, the learning and the utilising, the processing in between is, is, is that new information, that how-to. Yeah. It's massively, you know, different to being recited to and then regurgitating that recite, reciting, right. you know, yeah. To be able to utilize it, put it in action, is a completely different intelligence, say. And to do that, what you're saying is interest will allow you to do that. Right. You know, yeah. and I posted this thing on Reddit and every and it was in an education forum that I'm not a part of, but I figured that would be the best place to post it. Yeah. Everybody's coming out saying, What are your sources? Oh yeah. And I said, well, really, this is just observation. And so I don't have any sources. I don't even know what sources you would want for this because it's all just speculation. Um, however, um, that proves my point. If you can't take this information and think about it on your own without having a response that I need sources if I'm going to think about this. Yeah. Right. Like you are already turning it off because I'm not mentioning sources. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not going to go research this. This is just something I've observed and something I'm presenting. If you want to, if, if you want to take this on board and think about it, be my guest. Then do the research. Right. Do and you research. can do the research that you require. Yeah. Yes. Um, and if you don't, I'm not, I'm not a part of education. I don't have children. I kind of don't care about education. Like I am just mentioning this because it spills out into hiring and firing. It spills because like if you're going to hire somebody, those resumes that you're getting are going to be geared toward what, they, what the writer Absolutely. believes is the test. And That's so if you're right. looking for certain information, I'm going to give you certain information and there's going to be certain information that although would probably benefit this job that I'm going to be applying for, you won't see as a benefit because you have learned what should be on the test. And you're not actually looking at my resume with an open mind. You're looking at it with a, a checklist mm. of things that you believe should be ticked off if yeah. I'm going to have this job. Yeah, yeah. Prime example of that is the job that I've gone for. So on paper, I'm ideal for this position within this team. Yeah. In reality, 
I'm finding it difficult to integrate in this team because the team already has what they 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 need. They they can't see beyond that I'm maybe a good addition or we right. blend. It's very, very interesting that you say that because the resume was great, the interview was great. Now I get into the position and there's no uh, outlet for me to action what's on the resume. Right. It's not the opportunity to um, actually physically produce what I've written on that resume. It's just not there. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting, isn't it, that you mm-hmm. know, we do we do feel that we need to pass tests in order to appear as knowledgeable when in fact it's not that at all. Right. It's the process. It's the process. It's the same as me saying that there's a difference between intellect and intelligence. Intellect mm-hmm. is fine. Works really well with process using intelligence. That's it. And also, you don't have to do any of that. Right. Just just let it flow as it's going to flow, which is what right. I tend to do. You know, in, in, in Japan, and this was something I mentioned in the little thing I wrote on Reddit, was you know, I'm gonna have in to Japan. Look that up now. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go on Reddit. <laughs> in in Japan, they have um, they, they have two categories of experts. They have routine experts, and they have adaptive experts. Yeah. Routine experts know how to do everything that's already been done. <laughs> yeah. Adaptive experts know how to deal with things that have never been seen before. That's kind of good, isn't it? <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's like we, as what I would consider adaptive experts, you know, people who are like, hey, if, if, if something comes up, I can problem solve that on my yeah. own. Yeah. We have been really kind of held back because the 80s, 90s, 2000s really kind of was about like, get routine experts on board, get routine experts on board, get like, we need people who know how to deal what we're dealing with. And, and when industries have done that, they have felt like, well, now we can deal with everything. If we deal with all the problems that we've always seen, then we'll know how to deal with everything when it comes to the door. And so they get all of these routine experts on board. Mm. The problem is, is we are currently like now that we're in the 2020s, dealing with new things almost every day. Yes. And all of these routine experts, they're, they're, they're keeping the ship afloat, but they're keeping the ship afloat by bailing out like all the water that's rushing in. And eventually they're not going to be able to, and, and what they're doing is they're trying to take routine answers, a formula, Right. And shoehorn them into new problems. Yeah. And so those problems that they're trying to shoehorn old solutions to, rather than giving you the reins to be able to adaptively come up with new solutions. Yeah. Or other 
adaptive experts, people who know how to deal with new fucking problems, yes. you know, yeah. and some of those new problems are known. We have to allow this person to die and that yeah. has to be okay. Yeah. We have to not waste resources to something that we have to be, we have to embrace death. We have to embrace these things rather than trying to solve every problem. Mm. You know, and and in an, in a in a routine expert's mind, they're just like they want the solution because the solution makes them the expert. Yes, but sometimes yeah, we have to recognize that there is no good solution. It's just what's going to happen. That's it. Can you um, do me a wonderful favor? Thank you so much for reading it. Okay, you just dropped because my timer is... So come on back and then tell me what you need. Because I'd love to pick a number uh, with you. Uh, unless you just wanted to go with 37. Because 37 was was very beautiful. 37 was awesome. I think that's the thing. is uh, Today, I don't have to pick it. It's there. Yep. You've presented yep. it. So could you read it through again for me? Thank Absolutely. Thank you very much. Tao never does anything, yet inspires everything to do. When beings maintain the action of Tao, they spontaneously transform from within. When that transformation acquires a name, external forces inspire actions from desire. Actions without identity are free from external goals. Whoops, I lost my one moment. <laughs> okay. That's free. My That's free advice. Yeah. Actions without identity are free from external goals. Without desire, honoring stillness, all things are at peace. I love that. I think that's fantastic. Well, you know, like I'm going to I'm going to read it one more time and I'm going to kind of pause and I'm going to add a couple words just to make it a little bit more clear. Sometimes, you know, like it is poetic and and it's all here, but sometimes like listening to it, I think like adding simple little words like it's called a transition yeah (laughs) yeah so Tao never does anything yet it inspires everything to do when beings maintain that sort of action of Tao, they spontaneously transform from within when that transformation acquires a name however then external forces inspire them to take actions from desire. Yeah. Actions without identity are free from external goals and they aren't coming from a space that starts at desire. Mm. And without desire, when you can honor stillness, all things are at peace. I like that. It's that was beautifully done because you know I'm, I'm following you along, and what I'm seeing is if I just allow and live my life through whichever experience comes along, i.e., today. Today I turned up to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, about two hours later, I've made a decision. I'm not going to be at work today. I've got two swollen feet as it happens I'm in bed now mm-hmm. <laughs> bumming around in bed being a lazy git no, no. 
Ah, but that's good. Honoring stillness, all I things are in... at peace. <laughs> yeah. Well, as, as it so happens, the feet, as I'm in the bed, they're in a good position. They're now um, going down. They've stopped being hot, swollen and puffy. Now, if I'd have stayed at work thinking that my my desire is to look good and to be rewarded by patients saying how wonderful I am, which is basically what it is. Like, let's just cut to the chase there. That's yep. the desire in me. So I want to go to it. I want to be, you know, Florence Nightingale for God knows how many hours and I'm going to ignore my feet or I'm going to ignore them because they'll be fine, they'll be fine. No, I'm going to go, I'm going to take myself out from work. What happened was I spoke to a, a couple of patients, I said, oh, my foot is so hot. It's like burning in my shoe and I lifted my foot up and this lady said, that doesn't look very happy, does it? She said, I think you should get off and get that scene too. Get, you know, you shouldn't be here all day. And I looked at her and she went, now off you go, she said. And I kind of looked at her and thought, I can't really do that. I feel a bit, you know, a bit wrong doing that. I'm supposed to be here. And she's like, well, she said, that's what you tell us, isn't it? <laughs> 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 to laugh because that's exactly what I would have said. I just right. said, no, look after yourself because no one else can do it for you. Go go home. So I did. Good. And um, I just let let Dow be Dow. It's, it's just as it is, and I'm flowing through it with no desire. And and so, you know, like it's interesting as we look at these lines, like action without identity. You know, your yeah. identity of the helper, your identity of the worker, your identity of Florence Nightingale, your identity yeah. of all of this are free from external goals. Your external goals, of course, being like you want praise, you want, yes. you want a raise, you want, you, you want to be embedded into the team, you want all of that. But yeah. when you get rid of that desire and you honor stillness, all things are at peace. Does that mean that you are going to embed with your team better? Possibly. Not necessarily. Probably does not. that mean? Does that mean you are going to like be punished at your job or something? Like possibly, but not 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 necessarily. All of the things that will happen are the things that are supposed to happen. Yeah, they're going to happen anyway. They're, that's right. They're going to happen anyway. And in this moment, you're taking care of yourself and honoring yeah. your stillness, and you're not making a decision that decision is being made for you and those yes. and your feet are the ones that are making the decision and your patient is the one that's making the decision and yeah. the words that you're receiving are like Dow never did any of that yet inspired Absolutely. all of that to do what it needed to do to get you to be still with where you are yes absolutely beautiful example of it yeah. As soon as I let go, I was all right. That's right. Um, and now we start to look at, okay, so, so now there are lessons that you can learn from, from this experience. Your feet are swollen. What is your feet? Your feet is your foundation. Your feet is, you know, your connection to the earth. Your feet is all of these things. And when we look at that, we say, okay, well, what is swelling? Swelling is, you know, a buildup of, of, 
uh, uh, blood or swelling is inflammation or swelling is and and what how does all of this relate to what you're doing in your life right now and where can you where else in your life do you see swelling of foundation do you see the injuring of your foundation or the overuse of your foundational uh, resources mm. you know and so when you start to look at that you'll probably start to see you know where you might have a lesson yeah absolutely yeah that makes a lot of sense for me it does yeah, because everything's energetic and you're experience, you're experiencing the physical world as a manifestation of your energetic life. Mm. And so there are things that are happening that you can now this brought you out of your job so that you can observe this. So you honor stillness. Take 15 minutes and just be still. Just be quiet, still your mind, still your body, and say, hmm, my feet, they swelled up and, and it brought me home. What are my feet doing? They keep, they're holding me up. Am I taxing them too much? Where else in my life am I taxing that which is supporting me? Mm. Yeah. And when we do that, we can actually learn about what the universe is trying to show us, what energy we are putting out in the world. You know, the Tao talks about the idea of like when you can, when you can trace the child, your swollen feet, back to the mother, the energy that created it, not the actions, but the energy, the thoughts, the, the mm. vibration that created it, then you won't be in sorrow because you will be able to identify your responsibility, your, your having done this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So now I'm going to uh, sign off. Okay. I'm going to do exactly that and have a, have a little, let, let things just flow in and out. Mm -hmm. That's nice right. Nice and quietly. I'm going to, go, going to do that now. Stop being so busy distracting myself. That's right. Thanks so much, Martin John. You're Absolutely. awesome. Thank you. I love you. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. Okay, so that was 37, Inspired Action. It's great to work in the space of inspired action and not have to be like, I want to know the answer. I want to have the answer. We don't need the answer. We never need the answer. The answer is out there. The answer is within us. And it's okay. We can just be here present. And the answer will show itself. We don't know what we're going to do next. Let's observe it. Let's watch it. And when it comes in, we can be curious about it. Like, hmm, why did that happen? Why did my feet swell up? Why did, my, why did I hurt my shoulder? Right? My shoulder's a wreck right now. I start looking at, well, what does my shoulder do? What's the action of my shoulder? It helps me reach things. Hmm. Helps me maneuver. Helps me, you know, grasp the right side. It's important to be able to look at the right and left, right? Masculine and feminine. 
right? right side's masculine, left side's feminine, structure versus substance. We look at those things and we examine them and we, we get to kind of delve into the vibration, into the energy of what we're creating. Trace the child, the, the experience, the physicality of what just happened back to the mother, the energetic pulse that created it. Thank you so much for joining me for Dow of the Day. This is Martin John. If you benefit from what I do here on uh, Dow of the Day and on Wisdom, you can always send a tip through Venmo uh, at martinjohn underscore Garcia. If you're overseas, you can do that through the Cash app. Um, I think I think it might be Martin John Garcia, one word. Um, but oh, someone's coming up. Johnny is coming up. Oh, Johnny, it's been a while. I hope you're doing well. How's hey, it going, Martin. Johnny? I, it's going very well, thank you. Yourself? How? Um, how? Um, how? Um, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, like I got, I got, I got some shoulder issues after crawling around under my house, but you know, they'll heal. I got, I got, I got my arm in a sling, just kind of keeping it rested. So. Oh wow! So it's really interesting. I was, uh, I, I, I just caught the end of your conversation with Julie, and it was, mm-hmm. it. Was, it, it it really resonated with me because this morning when I was meditating, I I was thinking, what are these ailments or symptoms trying to communicate with me? And it yeah. was very much along uh, very much along the lines. And I thought later on today I'll go and look up the Louise Hay um, dictionary and what she says about it. And there's other people online as well. And but I think they very much. I think you can tune in to your body and it will very often have a, 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 a much more personal message for you. Yes, yes. It's very important to, although you can take some of the other people's and even my kind of ideas about like, okay, your feet are foundational. Like I try and bring it down to as much as as basic as possible so that you can... Because like your shoulder is going to be seen differently than my shoulder. Yes, I'm going to I'm going to define the actions of my shoulder with different words in different ways than you would. Absolutely. Yeah. So so yeah, and, and just like just on the shoulder front, I I um broke my collarbone in a car accident so the reason so mm-hmm. what 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 sort of my shoulder will communicate to me is going to be very different to what somebody else's shoulder communicates to them and right. um just based on just based on um my personal experience and 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 my personal circumstances but, um, but yeah no, thank you so one thing i wanted to come up and say was thank you for doing the youtube videos um the last time i spoke to you you'd mentioned them so i've actually be i've i added them to my daily routine and i think i'm up to num num number 19 now so thank you very far, much for those because they're great I've, I've, I've been really enjoying those oh good well i'm glad like i you know it's it's an interesting series because um, I'm not really interested in making them like high, high production value or anything. I'm just sort of like making them and I'm just doing them very spontaneously. I, I think I got, 
a little over 30 done. And, and the last couple of weeks I've been a little slow on it because of whatever reason. And I'll, I'll yeah. definitely be more like over the next week or so, like over the next month, I'll probably wrap. I'm, I'm looking to wrap them up by mid November, you know, end of November. Or so, so then I'll be, I'll be done with it. It's, it's, it's interesting. I've wanted to do a Dow sort of course, and this might be the first sort of iteration of something like that, where I'm just kind of going through it, reading, reading my rendition and, um, and talking about it. And, and, and so, so yeah, well, I'm glad you enjoy it. I was just curious that there may be, um, a reason, but I, I, I was wondering, um, on your notes, but in the YouTube, you don't actually put the text of your rendition. Is that for copyright issues or just because you well, want to keep um, that? Or... Yeah, so it is sort of a, you know, like it's my text, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. So... No, no, I'm, I'm not. It's not, it's not, I'm not. Quite, yeah, I'm no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking it as, I'm not taking any offense to that. It, it is, it is because it hasn't been published. And yeah, sure. they're really good. And, <laughs> and, um, and, and it's on YouTube. And so if you were to go to my website and listen to some of the, uh, some of the conversations that I have here on wisdom on my wisdom page, um, I do put the text to the, uh, renditions that I read. And so there are a number of my, the text for my rendition on my website, but on YouTube, it's just, you have to listen to it, you know? And if you wanted yes. to, you know, like, because on YouTube, like listening hours is important. And so, oh, okay. and so, yeah. So those are the things like it's, it's, I, I made the decision pretty early on, like on the first one that I wasn't going to write the text because it's read, it's read in there and um, yeah. in the, in the video. And, um, and so, yeah, so, so I just, I, for whatever reason, I, again, not, not a concrete, like I'm not doing it because of something, but, but I made the decision not to, and I'm not, so there it is. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. No, like, 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 like it wasn't, it wasn't meant as a criticism. It, it was just no, more no, of an no. I, I didn't take it that way either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah I, that's good. And and even as um, it was, I didn't take it that way. So <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't take it that way anyway. Absolutely, yeah. Um, uh, two what two two last points. I was wondering if we could read number seventy seven, please. Mm -hmm. And when you were talking earlier, you made me think about. I think you mentioned something about Japanese and um, Reddit. I don't know. I, I missed that at the beginning, but um it made me think of something called kintsugi i don't know if you've heard of kintsugi yep yeah yeah and it just made me think of 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 that a like of that japanese art form and um yeah i don't know why uh, i don't know why that came to mind but you know kintsugi is uh, for those who don't know it's a way of repairing um pottery um if i'm correct is that correct that's correct. Yes, it's a way of repairing. Yeah. Pottery it's a way of repairing pottery with um, 
with like metal, um, gold or silver. Uh, so if you break a um, if you break a a bowl, then you would re- you would bind the pieces together with a metal resin. And, um, or, and, and different, there, there are lots of different techniques, um, to doing that. Um, and it is like, and, and there's beauty in it, right? There's this beauty in all of these like veins of gold in your bowl, right? Um, and there's this, this is such, so, so beautiful. Um, and yeah, I think, I think what I think that's kind of. Yeah, sorry. What I was mentioning earlier with the Japanese um, reference was um, the Japanese separate different kinds of experts, um, adaptive experts, uh, those experts that are keen on tackling problems that have not been seen before, and routine experts, experts who know the protocols when a problem arises that we, we, we've seen before. And so that was the reference to the Japanese. Um, and, and this is, this was because I wrote something on Reddit about education. And I think one of the things we look at, and you mentioned Kintsugi, so like what we, what, what we do with education is we want to create these vessels out of children, but we don't recognize that how, how beautiful these children can how, how beautiful their experience of life could be if they were broken and mended in this way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, I think that was, I, I, I often think Sugi is a metaphor in that. And um, even for myself, it, it's one of those areas that where something has been broken and, but it's, and in, in, in the terms of the ceramics, it's restored with precious metals to give it its functionality again. But in the process of restoring it with precious metals, it actually becomes more beautiful than it was before. And right. I, even, I even had that sort of hope or analogy for sort of myself when, that, when sort of I had my hip replacement, that I could you know, I would be repaired and I would be as functional bef- as, 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 you know, I would be as my function would be restored. I think the thing well, with Kintsugi though, is that the people who perform Kintsugi are actually, they're not just artists, but they're experts who've been doing it for many, many, many years. And they are, they, and you, and, and if you want somebody to, res- to do a, a, a good, uh, a good repair on uh, on some pottery and to make it beautiful again you need to get an expert who knows what they're doing and uh, yes yes that's true um and and but there is also the idea that maybe it's not the desire for the end result to be that the functionality that it had in the beginning before it was broken needs to remain um, has to be, mm, I think, that's right. in yeah. question. Because yeah. you might not gain, you, you, you may have a bowl that, you, that now will always leak. 
because <laughs> was, yes. was not. And But the thing is, is that's okay. There are some things that you can eat in a bowl, like chips, that aren't going to leak out of the bowl. Maybe you can't yeah. eat cereal. Maybe you can't eat soup. But the bowl still has function. It may not be the same function that it was when you purchased the bowl before you broke it. But the function... Um, you know, I think about this when I think about footballers. When you're... And, and, and I, I don't know if we've talked about this. I know I've talked about this in the past, though. Fernando Torres was a great yes. player when he was young. He did yeah. not age well. However, Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, they did age well because their game changed. They didn't try to play the same game that they played when they were 19. They played a different mm -hmm. game. They played a game that was littered with experience, not with pure determination, speed, and, you know, trickery. They had to change their, the, the way they functioned in order to best suit the body and um, style that they had to play. They had to evolve, didn't they? And they, they yeah. actually did evolve, whereas yeah. Fernando Toro... I, I'm actually. I used to be a Liverpool fan, so I, I, mean, I, yeah. I, I do know. I do know him well, and he was phenomenal initially. Um, yeah, but, for, for yes, two and a half makes... years, he he was untouchable. You know. Oh, you dropped down. Um, so yeah, for two and a half, three years, he was untouchable, and then he he played well for the rest of his career, but he did. He would never reach those heights, be, and it was very difficult for him. Because he didn't know how to evolve with a different set of skills. He had a skill set. The same thing could be said with Jamie Vardy. Um, <laughs> and Jamie Vardy was like his skill set was like touch, go for a goal. Like like he he was he was always a half a, he would always shoot sort of a half step before he should have like in his in 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 his sort of prime and he can't do that anymore and so he has sort of he tries but now he's hesitant he's hesitant because mm -hmm. he's in his head and because he's in his head he's not able to continue to be the threat that he used to be yeah. because he's not seeing that he needs to evolve. You're only going to have this for a little while. And if you identify as that, which you are, as Fernando Torres did, and I believe Jamie Vardy did as well, you're not going to actually learn a new skill set. You know, it's like you can watch Lionel Messi now, and although he's playing in the States and we can argue about the talent levels, but, Lionel Messi only quote unquote plays or exerts himself when he knows it's going to yield something good. 
Yeah. If he were to, if he were to have done that as a 19 year old, as a 16 year old and not like, and he would only, only one, he wouldn't have had the experience, but he had to be broken down. He had to be broken and then repaired as the adult that he is, you know? And so like, that's the, that's a big part of this, this, like what you're talking about, this idea of like, okay, we're going to repair you, but your function, like the actual, like you might be able to do some of the things that you were able to do, but you're not going to be able to do everything that you were able to do before. You've had to evolve out of that. Like a butterfly is not going to have all the same traits as the caterpillar. The caterpillar. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And if, and if we look at all the positive things that a caterpillar does and we expect, well, you're a butterfly. Now you have to be both. Then we're starting to, we're already starting to, to judge and pull away from the transformation. Of course, butterflies fly and all these things. And we see that as an elevation, but there are, there are benefits to being a, a caterpillar. Mm. I mean, I don't and, know what they and, are, not a caterpillar, but. I, I, yeah, I think that that evolution and that metamorphosis that happens as we evolve right. is, you know, accepting our circumstances in life and accepting where sort of we are. And even with the analogies you say of the caterpillar and, and the butterfly, once the, 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 uh, once the caterpillar is metamorph- metamorphosized into a butterfly, if it tries to be a caterpillar again, it's it's lost the beauty of what it's become. Right. And so, yeah. You know, we really look at it like, well, but caterpillars are ugly, butterflies are beautiful, and we have all of these judgments between the two, but there's nothing wrong with being a caterpillar. There's nothing <laughs> exactly. bad about that. There's nothing, there's nothing, you know, like, it is perfect as it is. You know, yeah. and and... And if we were to judge the butterfly from that aspect, we wouldn't, we wouldn't get to see it. You know, we wouldn't. And, and that's the thing, like these metamorphoses. And, and, and once again, like just because we're using this, uh, this technique to repair this bowl, it doesn't mean the bowl is going to be everything that it used to be. It's now yeah. something new. So I'm going to read yeah. number 77. It is the bending Please. of a bow. And I think uh, that there, there is a lot, there is a lot here that, um, that we can, we can look at as we've been on, on the topic that we've been talking about. Tao acts on the world. And when we say world, I want you to recognize it acts in your life and it acts on the world and it acts in the universe. It acts in everything from great to small, it acts on every cell even. So Tao acts on the world as the bending of a bow. The top is forced down when the bottom is moved up. It is impossible for one to act without the other responding. Unlike man, Tao is patient and neutral, quietly adjusting excess and deficiencies, taking from what is too much and giving to what isn't enough. Ordinary men go against Tao, taking resources from the areas that are deficient and giving resources to areas that compulsively consume. The master knows all 
things are being adjusted. Although she cannot always see it in action, she has faith it is working through her. In this way, she allows her actions to unfold, neither dwelling on them nor taking credit. Aligned with Tao, they complement all things. Thoughts? Thank you. Um, this is one of those very um, popular verses, I think. And it's a verse that I've really kind of... I, I don't think I, under, I, I, I appreciate its depth yet. Yeah. And when, when I think of bending of the bow, I very much think of the yin-yang sort of concept. And or I think also of um, the bending of a tree in the wind. So when yeah. so when the wind pushes, uh, you know, it the the tree bends so that it doesn't snap. So it it right. it, it, it so so what so what's when a fall when 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 a a force is applied to it, it yields to that force to some degree. And yeah, I think I, I there, there, there was go, one line. Sorry, please. Let, please yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go through this together. Cause again, like you said, like this is, there is this popular sort of, Oh, the bow, right? There's this, there's this metaphor in here. And so when we have metaphor, it's often easy to grasp. And so it becomes popular. And yet yeah. there's a depth in here that, and, and I tried to express that by utilizing these two words, unlike man. So, right, unlike man, Tao is patient and neutral, quietly adjusting excess and deficiencies, taking from what is too much and giving to what isn't enough. It's really important to recognize that patience is really important here. We live in the manifestation, and so, you know, when things maybe exist for a hundred years, like, or 200 years, you know, like slavery in the United States, um, we, we look at something like that, and we say, that's bad, and we have to do something to repair that, and da, 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 and, and, and we, we do all of these things to make that happen, and, and a lot of those things are, um, you know, being inspired by Tao so that they become balanced, right? Same, we look at trans individuals, we look at, you know, um, LGBTQIA communities, we look at all of this stuff, right? And, and Tao is quietly adjusting excess and deficiencies. These are happening slowly, and yet people are angry that it's not enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, people are angry that it's not enough. It's not enough right now but it will be because Tao is patient and we are not, right? So we judge this moment without necessarily recognizing that, as it says at the end, she has faith it is working through her. In this way, she allows her actions to unfold, neither dwelling on them nor taking credit. Your actions unfold. Like even your frustration with your hip, that is inspired by Tao, that frustration. Now, 
your frustration with your hip inspires you to look towards other people and to have a conversations that brings you to Tao of the day that makes you start thinking about things differently. That is how Tao expresses and unfolds. And every time you're frustrated that things aren't as you want them to be right now, that is a good time to recognize that the boat is bending. And even though you're unaware of it, there's no reason to take resources from areas that are deficient and give resources to areas that compulsively consume. Now, when we look at that, when we look at like areas that are deficient and areas that compulsively consume, what we're looking at is just like, is there a deficiency in your ability to be okay with where you're, where you're at? And is there a lot of energy that is consumed through your frustration as to not being where you want to be? Yeah. Ordinary men go against Tao, taking resources from areas that are deficient. You're already deficient in the acceptance area, but you're going to take resources <laughs> from that yes. and shove them into the compulsive consumption of discontent. Yeah. That's a very good point. Thank you, Martin and John. It, uh, what I think part also what's what's um, what what you've highlighted to me is when I think of the metaphor of bending of a bow, I think of it as being quite instantaneous. Whereas actually, now I'm starting to realise how important patience is, and how important that this is more it's more aligned possibly with the other concept that you were talking about earlier on in that um, between the mother and a child and that your thoughts and actions can generate something, a child later on, a, 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 um, a, a, um, a, something later on, but that isn't instantaneous. That could happen just to just, well, just as a, Time is still a structure, right? Time is a structure that you're experiencing. It's not real. You perceive it as linear. That's it. It's just the way, which is why when something happens, you have to be able to sit back and be patient. It is instantaneous because time doesn't exist. (laughs) Yeah, okay. But you're not going to experience it in an instantaneous way because your mind couldn't grasp it. Right? You're out. Come on back up if you want. If we can, we can continue. If you want, like I don't want to. I don't want to tell you what to do. Um, but that's the thing. Like, that's what this. Unlike man, Dao is patient and neutral. Dao doesn't have to be patient. It doesn't experience time. But because we do, that that's why this line is here. Like, unlike man, Tao is patient and neutral. There's no right and wrong. There's no time. Neutral means, like, like if you say, like, oh, my hip was fucked up by this doctor, it's because, right, that was, that's a judgment. 
But if yes. you're neutral to your experience and you're patient to your experience and you just live your life observing what's happening rather than trying to dictate and know the answers, you know, Tao is going to quietly adjust excess and deficiencies, taking from what is too much and giving to what isn't enough. There's too much, there's too much like looking at it from a negative standpoint. So give a little of that energy to the other aspects. Give a little energy to something else. Give a little energy to your ability to be still. Yeah. Ordinary men go against the doubt, taking resources from areas that are deficient, as we spoke about, and giving resources to areas that compulsively consume. And they do. Like once we start like, I've been wronged, that's a compulsive consumption of energy. And it's and, and we are going to continue telling the story over and over again about how we were wrong. The master knows all things are being adjusted. So just because you're in pain or just because these things are happening, you still understand that things are being adjusted. You just haven't experienced that yet. Although she cannot always see it in action, she has faith it is working through her. In this way, she allows her actions to unfold, neither dwelling on them nor taking credit or blame. You're just having this experience. Aligned with Tao, they complement all things, constantly working in this way of bending the bow, constantly adjusting excess and deficiency. Not only in your life, but in the universe at large. Yeah, there's a lot there for me to think about. I think, oh, as well as the, I think patience is much a, a much bigger part of this metaphor than I'd realized, and how. In, in in that line towards the end, how how the master un, allows the actions to unfold, I think is is, is really powerful. And because it, there's lots of other verses where we talk, where 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 sort of we talk about action and non-action, and where sort of sometimes action. Action that comes from the wrong place <laughs> just it can, causes yeah. it causes all sorts of issues. So allowing the action to unfold, I think, is um, yeah, some is um, something I, I I need to um, I need to embrace more. I would like to embrace yeah, you know, more. and and I want to you know, it's interesting that we're talking so much about action because we did read earlier number thirty-seven, which was inspired action. I know you came in at the end. I'm going to oh, okay. reread reread that one and see how these like just sit with you today. So Tao never does anything yet inspires everything to do. When beings maintain the action of Tao, they spontaneously transform from within. However, when that transformation acquires a name or an identity, external forces inspire actions from desire. So they, they are inspired to do action because they want something. But actions without identity are free from external goals. Your actions happen and they don't have this identity attached to them and you don't have an external goal you want from it. 
and without desire, honoring stillness, all things are at peace. So when we talk about action, we, we talk about like you're doing things that are that you're inspired to do. But when you do things, as we were talking in Bending of a Bow, when you do things and you start to, you know, strip mine one area of your life and invest in the area of being a victim or you invest in the in other areas well that's going to be adjusted at some point and it might not be adjusted in a way that is peaceful it might not be adjusted by dao because dao's neutral it doesn't care if it has to adjust by getting you hit by a bakery truck <laughs> yeah if that's what you need that's what dao will provide And it's patient. It's like, yeah, you can keep investing. You can keep strip mining this area of your life and it feels good for you right now. You know, there's another Tao that talk about like weather and it talks about, you know, living in a damaged state. Actually, that's number 78, living in a damaged state. Air and water are the softest things we know, causing no damage to those who live within it, yet both erode the hard and rigid in their path. The hard and rigid here, as we're talking about in 77, is like you're strip mining one area to fund another area that has plenty of funding. Yeah. You know, and that's your rigidity. Your energy goes where you put your focus, doesn't it? So... Um, if that's if that's where, where where all of my my focus is on, then I will be I will be taking energy from other places to to put it right. onto there. Yes, and Dow will adjust that on its own one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. But I, so if I, you it, don't want it, to adjust it, if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna like stockpile in one area, that's fine. But you know you're rolling the dice on that. I, I, that's kind of how I look at, it. especially now when we look around and we see all of the adjustments that are happening in the, in world. the world. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you're rolling the dice that you're going to be able to continue stockpiling your resources in one area when everywhere around you, things are being adjusted and yeah. not peacefully. They're being adjusted in harsh, heavy, violent ways. Dow doesn't care. We're going we're gonna to lose millions of people before this is all done because there are people that have been stockpiling on one, one, in one area. And, and I don't know that – I'm not trying to be prophetic or anything, but it's like we're, we're going to lose people. Like, right. It started with oh, the yeah. pandemic That's and it. now it's like, now we're getting like end times fucking wars and shit. Like, these <laughs> yeah. are, these are, you know, these are, these are the times that, that we are going to really want to focus on like allowing and making sure that we're taking care of ourselves, meaning we're not stockpiling energies. Thank you, Martin, John. I'd, I'd really, yeah, that's, that is that's really quite profound actually so thank you um i that's given me a lot and I, I like how it linked up with um 78 and also with 37 and 
I can go away and reread those. And yeah, and and uh, uh, as as you say, we're, we're we're in crazy times at the moment, and 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 the and one way of looking at it is is the Dow is 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 is, is, is rebalancing, and mm-hmm. um, and in doing so. There will, as I've just noticed in my own life, there there can be um, extreme consequences when the when 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 sort of, when sort of, when sort of that rebalancing happens. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But and th- th- that's not that's not bad. We can't we can't. There's no judgment to that. It's just once again, we we there needs to be a balance. The universe yeah. needs to be in balance. And and even though we've been you know, possibly going out of balance for a millennia. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna whip right back into shape real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem to have gone into hyperdrive at the moment. So yeah, yeah. it's it, and you know, it, it's, and it's yeah. it, it, it's beautiful for us to be able to recognize that there is the bending of the bow, and even though we may have you know expected it to happen quicker, it's it's not going to take long. Yeah. Well, th- well, th- well, thank you very much, Martin John. Um, um, thank you. It's it's really good to catch up, and th- and th- and, th- and thank you one, one, once again for the um, the YouTube um, oh, con- uh, rendition. And um, yeah, I will catch you again soon. Hope you have a great day. You as well. Looking forward to it. Have a great day. Ciao. All right. Well, I got a meeting in 30 minutes, so I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. Thank you all for joining me for Dow of the Day. Uh, such a beautiful... I, I do good work. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you guys, once again, if you guys want to, uh, if you guys benefit from the work I do, you can always send a little tip through Venmo at Martin John underscore Garcia. And I do believe my cash app is Martin John Garcia, one word. Um, if you wanted to send it through that. Thank you again, um, Julie and Johnny for joining me. I love my, love my, uh, my Brits. You guys are, you guys are always so wonderful to connect with. All right. Well, until next time, keep recovering yourself.